Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. And now, here's today's show. Saturday and welcome to the Audacity to Shine with Coach Philanda Show here on the Live Coach Radio Network. I am Philanda Johnson and I am your Master Purpose Coach, Audacity Stylist, and Host. I'm thrilled to have you tuning in to the next episode of the Audacity to Shine Show with Coach Philanda. Our mission at the Audacity to Shine with Coach Philanda Show is to provide a biweekly space of inspiration for people who desire to live more creatively, playfully, and wholeheartedly. Today, I am so excited about today's episode entitled The Journey to the Doctorate. And I have one of my sister friends, Kiana Skipwith, here, who is going to shed an incredible light on her journey to achieving her biggest goal of attaining her doctorate degree. Kiana, are you there? Good morning. I'm here. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Audacity to Shine show. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Well, I am so thrilled to have you here, and I am just looking forward to how our conversation today will bless and inspire our listeners. And to our folks who are listening in online, um, please feel free to call in at 646-716-9397 to spread any love or to ask questions. Again, that number is 646 646- Seven one six nine three nine seven, and so our again our topic today is called the journey to the doctorate, and I am so excited to have Kiana here. But before we jump in formally to our show, I would love to read Kiana's bio, and just to give a little context about who she is um, and why I invited her on today's show. So Kiana is an amazing woman of God and scholar. Since uh, achieving her undergraduate degree at Trinity Washington University, she has always been interested in figuring out how to incorporate emerging trends and technology tools and applications into online higher education courses. Although she received her bachelor's degree in biochemistry, her passion for education began shortly after she graduated. After she graduated. In 2008, while at Drexel University, she designed and coordinated a mentoring program for inner-city high school students. In this program, students learn tangible skills in the areas of learning technologies, digital media, and animation. That sounds cool, Kiana. (laughs) And while working at Drexel, she received her master's in education with a specific concentration in learning technologies and game-based learning. 
currently she's serving as a director of online learning at Northeastern University. In this role, she works with departments to formulate processes and evaluate practices that are vital to the successful creation, migration, and implementation of online courses at the institution. Prior to her work in this capacity, she was an instructional designer at Northeastern University for four years. In that role, she was responsible for designing and developing online courses. Also during that time, she was a professor, and I've been blessed to actually have her as my instructor, and I learned so much in that course with her. She decided to pursue her doctorate in education to help serve in a senior leader position as it relates to curriculum development, focusing specifically on online learning and learning technologies related to program development. In addition to achieving her doctorate and just being an incredible person, she's looking forward to one day starting her own consulting company, helping others with best practices as it relates to online education, as well as working with universities and gaming companies aimed at advancing girls and STEAM through learning and motivation. Wow, Kiana, what a bio to uh, <laughs> help capture the incredible woman that I know and love. Welcome to our show. Thank you. Thank you. And so I just want us to go ahead um, and jump in. And so the goal of this show really for our listeners is to um, – help people identify the importance of pursuing their own hopes and dreams, and then hearing from you practical strategies for people who are, you know, thinking about and considering pursuing a doctorate degree. So let's go ahead and get started. What made you decide to pursue your doctorate? What made me pursue my doctorate is basically my passion just to help people and to really be a change agent and empowered to make a difference in lives for students, the faculty and staff that, that I support, and to, to have a voice and to be able to make these decisions to, that foster co collaboration, community, and all people who are interested in going back to school for lifelong learning and just to build on that experience that they have. And, you know, when we think about pursuing a doctorate, um, I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't have the statistics on me right now, but I know that it's 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 such a labor of love, right? It's a it takes such a commitment to even start that application process, and then it's a labor of love to get to the point of finishing. So I would love for you to just give a little bit of context to our listeners um, regarding where you are in your pursuit of your degree, and then secondly, what has um, inspired you to finish. Absolutely. So this doctoral journey has been all about endurance, first of all. And what inspired me to actually to do this was looking for a place, looking for a time in my life where I can actually have the opportunity to advance my career at a certain point of time. And coming to my current place of institution, I found out they had a free academic waiver for any full-time faculty or staff that wanted to take classes. So I was like, wow. wow. A great opportunity for me to really think about how I want to shape my career and impact my community. So what is, what's inspired me to finish is that I really want to have the credentials to be a senior leader 
to be in the senior leadership position in the field of higher education. Um, there's so much going on with online learning being that it's almost 15 years since it's been launched, and mm-hmm. there's so many changes. So just having a seat at the table, of course, you know, I want to ne- negotiate a higher salary. <laughs> but um, be able to um, just work with departments and, and actually them to see how online learning can benefit the world today because a lot of people are, you know, working full time. They want to increase their knowledge, but, you know, it's this work-life balance that you really have to deal with. And what better mm-hmm. way to do it and be a part of an institution or even a job that you can create those opportunities where they don't have to go so far where they can get that mm-hmm. learning right where they are in their homes, you know, in their communities, and just to, you know, be that, that venue that provides that type of learning globally. Absolutely. So for for listeners tuning listeners tuning in, I uh, a few years back actually pursued my master's degree online through Northeastern mm-hmm. and that's how mm-hmm. I was able to take uh, a course with you Kiana. And yeah. what was awesome was, you know, my my master's was in leadership. Mm-hmm. But my concentration was in adult learning. And I was excited about taking the course with you uh, within that specialization to learn how to create um, uh, really strong uh, learning experiences for adults. And I believe the course I took with you was about creating those opportunities online and leveraging technologies to do that. Um, And I remember that course being really one of my most favorite courses, honestly. And (laughs) what I really valued about that was, being pushed to think outside of the box around how do we create really robust learning experiences and opportunities for adults who, like you said, can't necessarily press pause on their Mm full-time jobs or press pause Mm -hmm. on life as they know it to pursue a degree that will advance their life. Um, And so from that course, I actually designed a program that I've still been thinking about how to implement years later. And so one, just like kudos to you for having that idea and that goal and that passion, but also really pushing students like myself to think critically about what that means um, and then encouraging us to be creative and, and creating those opportunities for people. Um, we know each other from college, <laughs> and we know each other from Trinity Washington University. Yes, Trinity. Um, and at Trinity, I, uh, you and I connected just around our faith, and so I know how important faith really is to you. How have you leveraged your spirituality as you've been pursuing your doctorate? Kiana, are you there? Oh, no, I think I we have dropped our guest foot right now. As we get ready to get her back I'm on here. the line, Sorry. we're going to – oh, there you are. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. We're going to take a quick musical break, but I'm glad you're here. So what I'm I was here. saying, Kiana – uh, is I from our our connection at, at Trinity and undergrad? Yes. I know how important faith is to you. How have you mm-hmm. leveraged spirituality in your own studies? Uh, great question. My faith has definitely kept me truly grounded in my studies, especially during this doctoral journey. Um, I would say once again, you know, like I say, it's all about in, endurance and just trusting mm-hmm. and believing that 
everything will just work out. I was one of the ones like, okay, I'm going to get my doctorate in two years and finish this. <laughs> and, and it was like, no. It was like, nope, not happening, you know, with the full-time job and everything. So I just really had to be patient and just recognizing that I'm not the one in control of this process. You know, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful and thank God to say that he gives me his favor so that I can have the attitude to expect good things to happen, to take control, and just to remove any of that negativity that will distract me from, you know, achieving this goal that he has put into my heart. I love it. One of my most favorite books, and I'm not sure if you've read it, Kiana, is a book Mm -hmm. called Daring Greatly by Dr. Mm. Brene Brown. Okay. And one of the things she talks about in that book is um, gremlins, mental gremlins that come into place um, when we are attempting to be fearless and when we are seeking to do, honestly, something that challenges us. And she calls Mm -hmm. those gremlins... Um, gremlins because there are examples of negative self-talk and how our negative thoughts can impact um, our actions and how we see life. Mm -hmm. How have you managed even more specifically to overcome Mm -hmm. that negative self-talk while achieving your advanced degree? What I think I've done it in two ways to overcome that negativity. One You know, I have to recognize that I'm not perfect. You know, I'm going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I don't know everything about this process and, you know, and just move on. So kind of acknowledge that I am not the perfectionist in this part of it and just Mm -hmm. taking that and moving on. And then secondly, I think I'm a true believer in positive affirmations. So for those who may know me, I have post-its everywhere, like in the bathroom, in the closet, (laughs) in my home in the car, even in my workplace, you know, that reminds me to focus on the positive. And it, this just gives me the strength to, like, always push forward and just know that, yes. you know, it's not all about me but about the destiny that I want to do to finish this degree. So those two things. Really what, is your, what is your most favorite affirmation? My most favorite affirmation is called I Am. And I mm-hmm. am into exercise where you write down everything that you truly believe you are. So, for example, I have something like I am powerful, I am innovative, I am creative, I am affectionate, I am. So you just kind of fill in the blanks, but you create a huge list that you can constantly repeat and remind yourself that who you are. And that can kind of set the tone for your day because you know that if you don't allow this negativity, I am allows me to say, I can do it, I am wise, I am intelligent, I am beautiful, etc. So twofold question here. What has been the mm-hmm. biggest challenge when pursuing your degree? And then what has been your most unique success? Great question. One of the biggest challenges I'll say is juggling the work, life, and school balance. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started the doctoral program, um, I was like, I'm going to do all of this stuff and do, you know, I don't have to scale back. But it truly became a challenge because I had to really parse out and become organized in what I allowed to focus my time on with my studies, um, with my personal life, and some of the activities I'm involved in. But one thing about my work life, I went from being 110% Kiana to just being like 100%. So I didn't, you know, work overtime. I kind of did what I need to do, my best work, and kind of just focus more of that into the school and personal life. So just scheduling time mm-hmm. is a big adjustment that I had to make. And another one is 
a, a challenge was just not comparing myself to others in this journey. You know, mm. some people are on paths. And I was like, oh, man, she took a, she's taking three classes. I, I wish I could do that, but I can't. I have to take one class at a time. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the two of the biggest challenges um, as I was advancing this degree. But one unique success that I've enjoyed and still continue to enjoy is the collaborating and networking with my cohort. Um, these mm-hmm. people come from um, a, a numerous backgrounds of college professors, um, principals. Um, they're running their own companies. So having a network that I can kind of go and ask questions to seek advice has really been helpful um, and successful in this process. Mm-hmm. Here's a question that I love. What would the Kiana of today <laughs> tell the Kiana in the beginning stages of her doctoral work? The Kiana of today would just say be patient, you know, don't get overwhelmed by the little hiccups that you may go on throughout doing this degree, whether it be um, a conflict at work or negativity that's stopping how I'm pursuing my mindset of getting this degree and just really understanding um, self-care, you know, take time out to have that coffee with a friend, to take a walk, because it's all about enjoying life too and you don't have to get fully invested in drowning yourself in this process. You can have fun, you know, just have to schedule it, you know. Speaking about that fun piece, and I was mm-hmm. often challenging, just reflecting on my own journey, <laughs> is people who are, you know, big dreamers, people who want to achieve yeah. radical success. It's hard for them to see having fun and resting and renewal as a critical part of the equation to success. So when you talk mm-hmm. about fun, what does that look like for you? Fun for me is just, it could be something simple as watching a movie with, you know, my friends, you know, dancing. I'm part of the dance ministry at my church and in, in, local, in local organizations in my hometown and currently here in Boston. It's just continue to pursue your interests and hobbies and not get, you know, lost in, you know, your studies. So it's just about, you know, mm-hmm. just having a good time where you can just let your guard down, be yourself, and you don't really have to work, go around around this mask of, oh, you know, I'm, I'm so hard, I'm so great, I can't mm. have to be so rigid, serious, you know. It's just letting your head down, being yourself, and just embracing life. I love how you said the mask, right, how real the the mask we feel we have to wear as women, as black women, mm-hmm. as strong yes. um, believers. That's such a real thing. And so when did the realization that wearing a mask doesn't serve you, uh, mm-hmm. when did you have that, that realization for the first time? I think I had that first realization when I finally knew what I wanted to do, my purpose. Because growing up mm-hmm. and, you know, going through the college experience, you know, you're, you're still figuring out who you are. So you wear masks to, you know, to, you know, to, to join like a club or you, you, you have a mask on when you're at work. So it's just really finding out who you are really was a turning point for me. And knowing who you are, it just gives that accountability that, you know, what you stand for. There's no need to have a mask because 
you're strong enough to determine what your goals are and how you're going to get there. And it just feels that achievement part of it or aspect that no matter what people say to get you off track, it still fuels that fire for you to go on and beyond to achieve your goals. You know, it just, it's, it's like a, just realizing how short life is and that mm. you have to really go for what you believe. And there'll, there'll be a lot of naysayers. I had a lot of negative, negative people come around me and it was just really, like, yeah, it's like they're draining my spirit. Like, why are you doing this? Why, why, why? And I was like, why are you worried about my journey? This is what I want to do, mm. you know, and things like that. So, the wow, the critical piece, I think, especially as being a black woman, because you know you can be a black woman, but that mask is how you pivot in times of adversity. You know, are you gonna put the mask mm-hmm. on to say? I'm a woman and I can do this, or you're going to take it off saying I'm a black woman and this is what I want to achieve and here's why. Mm. Wow. That is powerful. That is powerful. And, and as you talk about the naysayers, I wonder I wonder about those people, right, and mm-hmm. the source of the negativity. Is it negativity because they are trying to navigate their own fear is it negative negativity because they're trying to figure out um, how to get out of their own way and achieve some radical goals? Like I often wonder about the source of that negativity and why they yeah. choose to to displace that 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 negative energy out. What are your thoughts about that? I think most of, from my experience, most of the negative energy has come into the fear of that I want to take your position or I want to take over your role and it's like I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not here to conquer your role. I'm here to learn the skills that I need to to be empowered to do great things in my community and in my role. And so I think it comes mostly out of fear of position. Mm. And um with that it's like they become anxious. They become, you know, they start feeling uncomfortable. There's a little tension there. And then, then they start to distance their stuff away from you. And But when the thing about distance is your way, you have to be mindful that the perception that, that you're being perceived in all arenas, you know, would this negativity cause people to think of you in a certain way? Would it elevate you? You know, these are things to think about when you happen to move up in a certain position in, in a particular field. Hmm. Kiana, that is so deep. <laughs> I hope that people who are listening and tuning in are being impacted by our, our call today. Um, if you have a question to share or if you want to spread any love, again, the call-in number is 646-716-9397. Kiana and I would love to hear from you. Um, I am having questions emailed in and texted in to me. Um, and in a bit, we will have an opportunity um, to put those questions out for um, our incredible guest um, to answer. Um, so let's jump back in. What do you mm-hmm. hope to really accomplish with your doctorate? Yay, I like this question. For <laughs> Well, based on my background, I I just have a huge interest in the development of online learning with a, a nice twist of 
adding this gamification element. And being that I am a STEM graduate myself, it's a very, a very complicated and it can be kind of dense content that students have to understand, especially moving into this online platform, online world of how we're going to cater to these students with such complicated, with such intellectual backgrounds in the sciences and engineering, math, and so on. So with my research, I am proposing that there should be some kind of game-based intervention built in. And with game-based, I'm not really talking about playing a physical, you know, game or things like that, but it's the gamification elements of motivation, of entrance, of self-determination that really gets them engaged into learning the subject, but also motivating them to finish, you know, looking at retention of their programs, success mm. of how, how they change the academic, academic process of how they're being taught these courses, you know, looking at should it be this taken first, this course taken last, and coupling them with other things that are in the real world. So they may not have to take a bio class. Instead, they could go to this organization or research lab to take the class, and they can get credit for it because they're actually applying the experience and not just the course. So it's kind of building in those aspects of kind of reworking the online system to cater to the STEM folks and to really look at the interventions that can come out of it, the educational initiatives, the policy that they can engage in the real-world environment while not losing, you know, what they really want to do in their careers. I love that. How, how, how did that incredible idea come, come to fruition for you? <laughs> Mostly it's, it's really rallying yourself around um, entrepreneurs in, this, in the business world to really set something up like this, this kind of cohort where it can be tested, piloted, and really see if it's something that people are looking to, to, to invest their time into. I mean, it's going to take a lot of probably work to get it off the ground and running, but if the proper systems are in place, I think it can be very beneficial for, you know, people interested in STEM programs and projects that can leverage career opportunities for where they want to go. Mm. So it's more like an I enterprise. love it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So when I'm thinking about listeners who are tuning in who are, you know, potentially at various stages in their educational um, career, what advice would you give them um, as it relates to goal setting? Relates to goal setting, I would say for me, I like to see or set goals in small milestones. So I would recommend setting 30, 60, 90 day goals. And that would kind of help you track and see the frequent success of how you're accomplishing your goals or what you can do to kind of reevaluate and see what you need to do. So um, I would just say kind of set those short term goals. It's a little easier to track and to kind of see where mm-hmm. you want to go versus doing the six to six months to a year. Mm-hmm. Um, six months to a year are kind of more holistic. And if you're doing more of a, let's say more of a life changing goal, like I want to go from getting my associates to a doctorate, you know, that's a big span to look at. But on a daily mm-hmm. basis, I just encourage the, the smaller milestones so you can track your success, see how you're advancing and can make those modifications as needed and not have, you know, the risk of saying, oh, man, I didn't take that class. Now I'm all off track. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. The second of mm-hmm. milestones I think are great. 
What character skills and traits do you think it's critical for people who are tuning in who really want to achieve incredible things educationally? One big thing is Um, Mm self-motivation. Doing any kind of academic journey, you really have to be self-motivated to push forward. Again, I've talked about endurance a lot, and you really have to be in the mindset that no matter what happens, rain, storm, lack of money, finances, I'm going to push through no matter what, and here's how. Another skill or trait I would say is the intellectual curiosity. Like this is what's going to motivate you to to understand the theory, to understand the big picture of how it's going to go and how your your dreams are going to get you to where you want to be in the end of your, your degree. And another one I would say is you have to be organized. You have to pay attention to the details, making sure you register, you know, you look at the cost implications, you know, you have a journal and tracking your calendar of what to do and, you know, because things happen a lot, especially if you're working full-time or part-time. You have to really lay out everything and be organized, saying, okay, I got Thursday, eight hours to do X, Y, and Z, because Friday I have to do this over here. You know, you really want to be clear about how much time you're putting into each task, and that can help really make you a better time management person as you track across your doctoral or any academic journey. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. Again, I hope folks who are tuning in and are listening are are picking up on these incredible insights that Kiana (laughs) is giving us today. We're going to take a quick musical break, and when we come back, we're going to um, jump into some questions that we have um, received from some listeners and continue to talk about the journey to the doctorate. We will be right back. Audacity to Shine with Coach Philanda show here on the Life Coach Radio Network. We just had a brief musical break in our show today, The Journey to the Doctorate, and I am so honored, so grateful to have Kiana Skip with here talking about her own journey to pursuing her doctorate degree in education. And so, Kiana, I have a question here from one of our listeners. Okay. Um, so let's go ahead and dig in. So, um, here's the question from one of our listeners. What advice would you give to a young mom and wife and woman of color who's pursuing mm-hmm. their nursing degree and 
they are trying to stay um, encouraged while experiencing adversity. Mm, mm. One one word of advice I would say is find, if you don't have one, find a support group where you can actually address some of these questions that you have. And one reason I say the support group because they have resources where you can ask the questions and they may be connected to networks for, you know, if it's uh, a study a study skill you want to acquire or if it's, you know, access to funding sources to give you the leverage to um, do the things that you want to do while you're a college degree where it's with child care or transportation. Um, and just be really encouraged to to not give up because there are so many resources I've found um, when pursuing um, all aspects of my degrees. And you just can't give up because there are people out there wanting to help you. You just have to um, never give up and find those sources because um, they're there. It, it may not be visibly present, but it's like through word of mouth that I found that's very helpful. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more, Kiana. In addition to that, I think what's so powerful is doing exactly what this caller is doing, talking about the challenge. And I think when you talk about the challenge you are experiencing, it takes away the shame that um, could be felt from uh, feeling these things. And then Mm -hmm. by talking about it, you give the shame less power and you give power to victory and you give the power to being triumphant. And when you talk about the challenges that you're experiencing with people who um, have your best interests in mind and who are willing to help, what you will usually find is that what you're experiencing is not unique, right? You'll find that other people are feeling the same thing, that other people have (laughs) the same way, are feeling the same way, that are experiencing the same thing. And then what you find is you create um, a tribe, a connection with people who can be mm. that support. And so my advice to the caller is, you know, stand in victory and know that, you know, when you name the challenges that you experience to people who really seek to support you and love you and care for you, there will be um, victory there. And then as you said, like connecting with people um at this at your school, within your family, in your church, and if you find that those support systems don't exist, create them informally, informally and formally. Create them um, because um, you will in turn bless yourself and bless others by creating a tribe of people who can serve as as a support network. Um, I have another question from a listener. Kiana, Um, Mm -hmm. this person says they're pursuing an advanced degree, um, and they have found that in their university, in their um, program, they are the only woman of color, and they want advice on navigating that experience of being the only woman of color, only black woman in their Mm -hmm. educational studies program. Wow, that's that's, that's amazing.
one thing that comes to mind and speaking from my experience as I was once the only black instructional designer in my team, you really, for me, I really had to find, um, find and set goals of what I, what I really wanted to accomplish because this also brings up the whole negativity feeling intentions you may be feeling um, again, being like the only one. And like Falanda's saying, going back to creating or finding these informal and formal support groups, because um, I'm pretty sure you're not the only black, you know, on campus or in the actual um, going through the experience outside of the institution. But I would encourage you to, again, just to connect with someone. I'm here as well to speak about my experience, you know, offline to kind of guide the whole journey so that you don't feel isolated, you don't feel alone. Because I know in most online programs that I've that I've gone through, in my in my experiences, I felt the same. I really felt the same way. Like, how can I do this when I'm in the I'm the minority? You know, I'm the only black mm-hmm. woman. I'm the only one of color. And you really have to to believe and push forward that there are opportunities. Um, if it, even if it's not um, in a professional sense, um, I've connected to the called Indie Dream. It's a diversity network of faculty and staff that have also has helped. Mm. You, you can connect with um, diverse and minority faculty and staff members um, as you're going through this journey because they can help with the curriculum aspect of it and provide you a support network with the resources that you may need to get through your advanced degree. Hope you found that helpful. I love that. I love that. And the thing that I would love to add to that is just the the idea that that I've been really um, grasping a hold to, especially over the past year, is really standing and knowing that every experience that is happening, every challenge that I'm facing, God is not surprised by. And he's actually created that challenge for me to bless me in some way. And so the more I can be tuned in to the fact that God is with me always and that even in the midst of challenges and adversity, he um, will support me and ensure my success, that revelation has really changed my perspective. And one of my... New favorite scriptures is um, Joshua 1.3 that says, mm-hmm. I have given you every place where the bottom of your footsteps as I, has, as I have promised to Moses. And why that really sticks out to me, in addition to other wonderful uh, pieces of, of, that, of that book, Joshua 1, is God is saying some incredible things in terms of what he's promising to us. And so he's saying, I have a plan for you, and when you are working Mm -hmm. in alignment with my plan, you will be victorious. You will will be triumphant. Um, And so I think when we tune in to the realization that whatever it might look like right now, the victory has already been won, it allows us to see any challenges, any adversity in a different way. And not it doesn't mean it won't be hard, it won't mean we won't complain. <laughs> but <laughs> the hope is it will change what it looks like, which will change how it feels.
feels in the process of 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 experiencing victory. Um, it's all about perspective. I found it is. Um, yeah, it's all about perspective. If if you you know, do you think the cup is half full or or half empty? You know, do you think you've already won or do you already think you, you're defeated? And and in that scripture he is saying, God is saying, every place your foot will go, I'm giving to you. You will be blessed. And so, you know, as you're traveling in a space where you might be the only person of color, you will still be victorious there, you know, um, and seeing that opportunity as a as an opportunity to develop strong relationships and also not doubt your place and space there um, if you're you're the only woman of color there. Um, wow, and I think Kiana. It also her, I also want to um, also include that it will also give her a place to share her testimony that what she's going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and another another verse that I constantly go back to is Isaiah forty one ten, and it says, um, you know, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed mm-hmm. for your God with you know with strengthening you and you know put people in your life to help you and and you know that always someone will be there. But even through the journey that she's going through, I think it will strengthen her testimony and really make a difference in the lives of others as well. I love it. I love it. I know you are, you're doing so many things. You are finished with your coursework, right? And you are, I know you're in the process of beginning the research for your dissertation. You know, what What about that, you know, stage you're in right now can you share with our listeners? The stage of um, what's next in the doctoral journey? Yeah, just being at that research phase and getting started with the dissertation. Yep, so that so this next phase will definitely free up a little bit more time of my time. <laughs> where I can really, really, really focus on the the research topic, um, how I'm going to collect the data, um, research more of the theory and the audience that I want to impact for this doctoral study. So it's actually moving into a more self-directed mm-hmm. component of the of the study. So I'm, I'm really going to be by myself now, like truly by myself. I, I mean, I have a, a research advisor. I have two other committee members, but this is kind of like the the introvert of the process, where you kind of focus on your goal, while I focus on my my purpose of how this is going to kind of unfold in the next, you know, six to eight months, or how long it's going to take me. <laughs> Mhm. And what what hopes do you have right now as it relates to the the desired impact of your research? Well, I really hope that it sets up as a platform for other universities that have STEM courses to really look at their students and recreate some of the courses in the curriculum that match as well align with what their careers they want to do after they graduate. So it's really kind of setting like a rubric and or maybe even a checklist of what the curriculum or course needs in order for them to get that success once they graduate, to see some kind of benefit mm. once they leave, leave the university saying, oh, I got a job, I got an internship. But really aligns them to what they want to do and how they're going to get there at the end. Great. I know that you have recently written a book with a colleague. Is that true? 
That's true. It's due out at the end of the year. Um, and it focuses on some of the best practice in, practices in online learning and education. We have a specific focus or scope on looking at active learning and experiential learning opportunities and how they can be incorporated in the online or blended or hybrid classrooms. So um, it's, in the, it's in the works. You know, we're just wrapping up some final things of production, but um, it's due out, like I said, at the end of the year. And um, we hope this book will provide a toolkit for instructors, instructional designers, or those working in e-learning environments to really find a way to increase student engagement, um, how to be more interactive in your course, as well as giving some opportunities for cooperative learning, education, peer learning, and things like that. So I'm excited. <laughs> um, this I be, am uh, more than excited for you. Like, what an awesome achievement. What an awesome achievement. Please tell our listeners what the book's specific title is and where they can learn even more information about the work that you and your colleague have done. Absolutely. The book is entitled Best Practices in Engaging Online Learners Through Active and Experiential Learning Strategies. This book is available on pre-order at many of the major book vendors, so if you can just Google that title, you will be able to find an excerpt about the book and about who we are as authors. I love it. I love, Kiana, like I can't even, I'm just like in awe of you, completely impressed by the work that you have done as, you know, I know you're a newlywed, you have been pursuing your doctorate degree, I know you're doing incredible work full-time um, at Northeastern, and to, to know that you've even produced this work with the hope that it's going to um, impact classrooms across the world, I, I just I, I just know that, you know, God is working through you and with you to achieve your master purpose. And just, like, I am one of your biggest cheerleaders over here, gal, just, like, you. rooting you on. <laughs> just so proud that. of you and, and what you've done because that is incredible. Um, and just thinking about the legacy that you're leaving around this work um, is so inspirational, so, so, so inspirational. So to our listeners, we are about to segue into um, two of my most favorite parts of the show, the Audacity Challenge and then um, our light questions, our shine questions that I ask all of our guests. We're going to take another quick musical break. My hope is that you grab a pen and a piece of paper if you don't already have it um, to capture both the Audacity Challenge and then Kiana's answer to answers to our shine questions. Be right back. Welcome back from our quick musical break, and welcome back to the Audacity to Shine with Coach Falanda show here on the Live Coach Radio Network. I have my incredible sister friend, Kiana Skitwith, here, and we are still talking about the journey to the doctorate, and we've had an incredible conversation today, um, hearing Kiana just unpack her experience, 
her journey and all that she has done to really achieve her master purpose um, and serve uh, adults in classrooms across this country, just do better at um, online platforms and really thinking about how we make educational experiences and opportunities for learners really fit their needs. And so the two most favorite parts of the show that we're going to do next is our Audacity Challenge and Shine Questions. Every show, I offer up an audacity challenge to our listeners as an opportunity for folks to get really clear and specific about how they want to move to the next level in their lives, how they want to elevate their practice in order to achieve radical success. And so today's audacity challenge is aligned to what I shared earlier as one of my new most favorite scriptures. We read in Joshua, the book of Joshua, all about the importance of being strong and courageous. We hear that as a call to action that God is giving Joshua. My new favorite scripture, as stated earlier, is Joshua 1.3. I have given you every place where the bottom of your footsteps as I promised Moses, and that's in the NLV version. My audacity challenge to listeners today is to write down your commitments. I'm encouraging and challenging you to write down the five things that you will commit to doing in the next 30 days. And my challenge and ask of you is that you write it in this framework. I will blank. I know God has blessed my steps. When you get really clear about what you want to accomplish and when you really tune in and understand that when you are operating in alignment with your master purpose, your divine assignment from God, your steps are blessed. Your steps have been planned by God. And so I'm encouraging you, as I have done, to really get clear about your next steps and your commitments so that you can see God really working through you and so that you can bring glory to his kingdom. Kiana, we're jumping into the shine questions. Are you ready for this, gal? I am ready. <laughs> so <laughs> every show I ask my guests five questions. Uh, mm -hmm. that I think are really powerful, that I think can serve as a space of inspiration for our listeners. And here we go. So first question, what does freedom mean to you? Freedom means to me to live, and that means letting go of the past, letting go of regrets, and just loving, loving yourself. That's what it means to me. You are here on earth to? To develop the potential that I see in people, and that includes um, enabling them to be the best person they can be, to give them that support, that encouragement, and just helping them to develop their strengths to grow, to learn, and to improve. Finish this sentence. I am grateful for? My tribe. And they know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tribe. How do you keep the faith despite challenges? I keep the faith by embracing the fear and not giving up. So I know I may stumble, and that's okay, but I'm here to learn, to act, 
to move, to breathe, and to continue on this journey. And our last shine question, what what truth mm-hmm. do you know for sure? The truth that I know for sure is that life is a blessing and there is power in positivity. Yes, Kiana. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. To our listeners, I hope that our show today uh, has been engaging, enlightening, and honestly, my hope is that it's, it's been food for your soul and it has inspired you to think and to dream and to um, really see that the sky is the limit. Um, Kiana, what, what last words do you have for our listeners I would just say um, no matter what you do or what you're going through that, you know, there's always someone there to believe in you, to support you, and to encourage you. One thing I mentioned about tribe, and for those who may not know what this is, is um, it's a little bit more to me than a support group. A tribe is someone there that holds you accountable for your actions or decisions that you want to make, and they just kind of nudge you into that direction and say, hey, you know, you're supposed to be doing this, and um, – having that tribe which kind of travels with you through the different situations and circumstances and even achievements in your life is very beneficial to have a tribe. So that's what I'll, I'll leave it at that. I love it. How can our listeners um, stay connected to you and to stay connected to the work that you're doing? Absolutely. Um, they can feel free to email me at kianaskipwith at gmail.com. Again, that's kiana, K-E-A-N-N-A, skipwith, S-K-I-P-W-I-T-H at gmail.com. And um, I'll be sure to share with you my LinkedIn profile and Twitter pages for you to kind of stay in tune of what I'm doing and how you can, if you're happy to support the movement that I'm trying to do in higher education. Love it, love it, love it. Kiana, thank you for being on the show today and sharing your insight and sharing your experience. I'm just I'm just so grateful for you um and and for your testimony today. So thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a great opportunity and uh like I said, thanks for thinking of me and it's been a pleasure. Yay. To our listeners, I am Philanda Johnson, your Master Purpose Coach and Audacity Stylist, and I look forward to seeing you guys next um, at our next show on Saturday, September 17th. On this show, I will have Sarad Davenport, pastor, author, and entrepreneur joining me. Our topic for this show will be Faith Works. Sarad is an awesome man of God that I've known for over eight years now. And, in in fact, he was previously a teacher at my early childhood school right here in southeast D.C. Um, And on this show, we will be talking about the importance and value uh, of activating faith in our lives in order to overcome fear. This show will be transformational, as I think all my shows are. I love every show, every guest. And so my hope is that you tune into this show. Please be sure to tune in if you can. If you cannot make the live show on the the 17th, the recordings are available for, for future listening. For more information on the Life Coach Radio Network, please visit lifecoachradionetworks.com. For more information on me, please visit my website, www.philandajohnson.com. 
That is www.philondajohnson.com. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, be you and shine bright.